Ladies and gentlemen, Valley Girls and Matchstick Men, Peggy Sue's and Wicker Men, welcome to Nick Cage University. At NCU, we pride ourselves on knowing all we can about national treasure Nicholas Kim Coppola, better known as Academy Award winner Nick Cage. Join Rodney, Jason, and Sean, better known as the Film School Janitors, as they embark on their next kick-ass journey of studying all, and I mean all, of his films. Get trapped in paradise, or be gone in 60 seconds. If you're wild at heart, it can happen to you. Experience fast times at Nick Cage University. All right, so we are back in school, back in class, and we are going to be talking about actually uh, probably our is this our biggest director one we've Scorsese. done? Scorsese, 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 Scorsese. Scorsese. I always said Scorsese. How do you say Martin Scorsese? Scorsese. He did Taxi Driver too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would almost call this film uh, seemingly a spiritual sequel to it, but it's uh, bringing out the dead. Mm-hmm. And Jay, what is the basic uh, story of this movie? Um, just. People are Your grade just, depends upon it. T- Whoa, well, I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. And it's just someone that's just fucking overworked and underpaid, underappreciated, dealing with a lot of dead people. Can't save anybody to save his own health. Yeah. Falls in love with a woman that has a fucking drug problem. Patricia Arquette. That's but everybody he deals with has a drug problem. I don't know. This is fucking weird. I... It just seems like, hey, let's follow this guy that's trying to get fired, but they won't fire him because he... They're short-staffed. Because, yeah, they're like he works his ass off and he shows up and he refuses to quit, apparently. He sees Rose everywhere. So, the woman he tried to save but couldn't save. Right. Yeah, the and one he didn't care about all the others. Was but she hom- she was homeless, right? A drug addict? Well, hey, the one, guy, one guy called her homeless. He said, like, don't call her homeless. Well, she was just walking down the street with, her, with two of her junkie friends. Her. And then she looks like she's like oh, dropped to the ground. That's what I think saying. that's supposed. Yeah, yeah. Well, when they, well, that, that was only when he was seeing her face when they were driving by in the in the. I knew Noel was street. familiar, and I couldn't figure out who the fuck he was. Who? Noel. Who's Noel in it? Uh, Noel, the guy that they, they, he would always be tied up. He always asked for water. As soon as they had time, he'd run away. Oh, oh uh, it's Mark Anthony. He's Mark Anthony. Yeah. I did not know that. I, I, I might have said Mark Anthony like the old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, who? Uh, I was like, oh, that yeah. Roman guy. But yeah, Mark Anthony, the singer. And I didn't know Martin Scorsese was actually in the movie. Yeah, he did the voice. I recognized his voice right away. The woman's voice. He was the male dispatcher. The, the dispatcher. woman dispatcher. Did you recognize her voice? I could not. Did you, Jay? She sounded really familiar. The one that he was uh, that uh, Ving Rames, Rames was, was like flirting with, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yes. She sounds super familiar, but I couldn't put a face yeah, to it was the Queen Latifah. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. So yeah, so this movie's based on a book written by this author Joe Connolly, who was a EMS in New York in Hell's Kitchen for like ten years. Oh, okay. So he wrote this very per- like basically exercised all of his own personal demons in the book. It was like a bestseller. So when it came time to make the movie, Martin Scorsese went to Paul Schrader. Paul Schrader's the guy that wrote Taxi Driver. And uh, da, 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 I should know more offhand. Raging Bull, Last Temptation of Christ. So it's like he's like a big time, you know, screenwriter of these dark underbelly. Does Scorsese do Raging Bull too? Uh huh. Damn, he loves uh, what's his name, doesn't he? Uh, Taxi Driver and uh, Raging Bull. Yeah, yeah. I, it's uh, uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Yeah. So anyway, so Joe Connolly after this book became a bestseller, tried to write a, seek, a second book, and everybody's like, "Nope, this book sucks. You don't know how to write." Like it was basically because it was so personal, mm-hmm. and I think that. Personal experience comes through this movie. I, I kind of looked at it as I was trying to figure out. I'm like, is this supposed to be like some kind of Jesus allegory where, you know, he's got like his 
uh, you know, last three days, like Easter Sunday, like Good Friday to Easter Sunday being risen from the dead. I was trying to find, I'm sure there is tons of readings of this film, but this is actually one of the least regarded Martin Scorsese movies. Didn't get like any nom- nominations. It's the last one he did in the 90s. Feels very much of 90. Weirdly in the title card at the beginning of the movie goes, this takes place in the 90s. Yeah. It doesn't specify a year and it felt very much like of the time. It dropped to, in 99. 99, so. but it, it felt like a, a follow-up to like, oh, I want to do my own version of a Pulp Fiction or a Fight Club or some kind of weird mentally, you know, he's he's definitely unstable because he's so overworked and overtired. Um, who was the one? What's the what's the movie? Yeah, no, yeah, Fight Club because he was Insomniac. That's what it made me think of this. It, this guy wasn't well, sleeping. He was creepy. He's creepy, dude. Like that one girl's uh, Patricia Arquette's dad mm-hmm. comes in there. He doesn't know if he's gonna make it, and he goes, he goes go to her, finds out where she lives, go to her house, and said, "Hey, I just want oh, to tell you, your stalker. dad moved a little bit." I'm like. Yep. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you creepy I can son hear of a your bitch. Dad Why are you knocking on her yeah. door? And, and he's, she's, doing, he's using her dad to get closer to her and he's dying on the fucking table. Well, that's not right. <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's it's uh, it's super like oh Well, I, I kept thinking, I honestly kept thinking through the movie, because uh, this is the first time I watched it too. Um, I kept thinking that Patricia Arquette was like a ghost, like uh, Rose was too. Okay. And mm-hmm. I started going, Oh wait, was she ever like when they would go to the hospital, was she ever being interacted? Because that, that's mm-hmm. his basically the oh, start they, of the they did though, because the the one guy was like, "Oh, you're uh, unle- unlock the kid from the bed or what?" Unti- oh, that's untied right. Untied untied Dion. Yeah, that's right. I thought the same thing actually, because there was that one part when she was like trying to comfort her mom when she walked out, like, "Oh, that's not my husband. That's not my husband." It's like, "Oh, could you could you take her home?" And then he's like, "Oh, yeah, sure." He, and he walks her off this way, but then she walks off the other way. Right. Like just like they separated. Because I, I started thinking the same thing. Is like, is is she maybe? The first one, and then he's focusing on Rose because that's where he thought his mental, yeah, breakdown was kind of happening. But then it actually goes to something further or, or earlier in so, his career. And something. again, going back to like a G, like a Jesus thing is that like his Mary Magdalene is Rose because she actually had a drug habit. Who her family took in Leon and tried to help him, and then he went off the deep end. It was like a, such a small story for such a big city. Like yeah. he keeps running into the same circles of people. Yeah. So you had the first person was like uh, his first partner riding was uh, John Goodman, who was mm-hmm. obsessed with food. Well, when you're an EMS driver, so I, I got my EMT license. A oh long yeah, time yeah, that's ago. right. Yeah. So when you're when you're an EMS driver and what company you work for and everything, you're allowed a certain area so you can get to that spot and get back to the hospital in time. So the clo- they won't call dispatch across the city for doing EMS calls, not like police or anything like that. And then you'll you'll be told it's well, depending on what contracts you have, right? Because EMS actually just shows up. Well, it depends what so. Well, they make money. Depending so. what contracts you have, you'll debate whether what hospital to take it to. And I wish it was a contract that says take it to the closest hospital. Sometimes they don't work like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but depending if they're independent or whatever, we go. Well, we take it. We take the person to this hospital because that's mm-hmm. where our contracts at or whatever like that. So they might just be. They might be the ones for those calls in that area. So that might be why he has personal relationships with everything. And I, I mean, I think so too. That yeah. again, the guy wrote the book about his own personal, like based on his own personal mm-hmm. experience. Um, but yeah, so you have John Goodman's his first partner who's obsessed with food and eating. Yes. Then you got Ving Rames, who's very much like his. Uh, John, no, John Sizemore. Oh, that came out. No, he was Tom Sizemore no. was okay, last. Okay. Ving yeah. Rames was very well, religious. That, they go. Yeah, they were like old partners. Him and Sizemore were old partners, and then yeah, he got. I think they've up. all been yeah like worked together. Ving Rames with hair. I'm not feeling. Oh no, that was so I'm weird. I'm not feeling Ving Rames with hair. That, it was that like wavy hair. Yes, like, he spent yes. time on it. I was like, I, Dude, just not. The whole scene when they're sitting in the thing together, they're talking. I'm just looking at Ving Rames' hair like. Oh, uh, I'm not feeling I, lo- I love that guy. We though. have the hair. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he's, he's great in everything. Yeah. I, 
He's one of my favorites. He goes, well, man, we got a call. Let's go. Because he wasn't yeah. going to turn out anything Love said. Yes. And they already know. had a few shots. And they fucking <laughs> hit that car and flipped that thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, and nobody cool stopped. And too. the cage is like, you know what? That was my straw. Yep. I'm done with Cars this are shit. driving by. There, yeah. There's an ambulance sitting yes. on the side. Cars are just driving by. Yep. Mm, like let's it's go. <laughs> it's like, oh, this happens all the time. Because yeah. then there's also like a weird uh, so, uh, drug story with this red red death. Is that what they called? What was the that the, was the that was the the oh, new new, new drug. bad drug. Oh, yeah. So you have Patricia Arquette's character. He drops her off at uh, mom's house or say friend's house mm. to go check up on a friend, and she goes mm. up into the apartment complex. She goes, you know yeah, what? Yeah, Cliff Curtis's character, who was actually like. Interesting. He's, too, he's awesome. I like yeah, him. Yeah, he's good. So they're gonna. So she goes away. He goes. If you don't want um, fifteen minutes, whatever, whatever. Make sure I'm safe. So he goes up there and knocks. Which she does. Does she tell him to come up there and knock? She doesn't she, want him to. And then she says, yeah. "But in fifteen minutes, if I don't come down, come up and get me." Yeah. So he goes up. He she goes, was, "Let me in." He goes, "We don't want you." Yeah. Which I mean, she was she, crying out for help right there, but he didn't know. Anything. Right. She was mad. He followed her, and she didn't. So want I had him. a problem with that place, and I didn't have a problem with that place. So. It was I, like a, if, he was a good drug dealer. It was if a high, I, if it I was wanted, a high end. If kinda, I wanted to get high and I wanted to be safe and not be on the street and trust who's going to walk by me or treat me certain ways, I'd probably go there. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I am I wrong for like? It's probably this is this guy's probably place is a necessity. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong for thinking well, that they talk, like, it's well, like? No, a, but that's what they talk about in like countries like um, Sweden or Finland or one uh-huh. of those where they have they they talk about doing that here, having like safe havens for people to go take drugs mm-hmm. and just kind of be on their own because. If you provide them a safe place, then maybe they come and they come there enough to have, you know, shoot up heroin or whatever. But then eventually they go, I can't do this anymore. And then there's people there that can help them because yeah. they feel safe and trust. Like there's a big push, I think, in New York City actually in the last couple. And I'm of not years, saying I'm so. not saying doing that stuff's okay. But some people but are going to, to do it no matter what, and they're going to do it no matter what, and they're not out. Yeah, get them, get them all in one area. So the drugs affect get them, them all in one area, so they drop their guard, and then someone can come in and wipe all their shit. But like, out I kind of, I like, them. I like the drug yeah. dealer. Yeah, Cliff and Curtis he, was great. In that so scene. Nicholas Cage comes to there, he goes, he goes, he's got speared. Oh, he goes in just kebab. He's good. He goes, he's good. I was going to get to that. You took it from me. I am so sorry. You took that from me. I am so sorry. So he goes to get Patricia characters. He gets high. Flip. There's a little flip out thing. Takes Patricia Arquette's character, throws her on the shoulder like he's fucking Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Right. And goes to walk out the thing, and one guy goes, You want me to take care of this? No, let him go, brother, let him go. The way he talks. The you owe me 10 bucks, though. What, yeah, but right. you owe me 10 bucks. Well, they were so, cool with him, too, because he had like a cool conversation with them. They, they, and, like, he, well, he's the EMS driver. He probably had to call him to come in there a few times. Probably. And it's good to have him so on. So I figure your, they have some kind of like yeah. thing going, right? Good to have him on your payroll. Yeah, it's pr- probably right. I mean, in no, your pocket. You know, the guy that's doing those calls in those areas probably saved a few people to keep him coming back. I mean, right? You keep mm-hmm. the clientele alive. So he gets a call later to go to this building where this guy, fit. how did he fall? He jumped because uh, somebody came in from the Red Death. What are yeah. the other drug dealers? Okay, all right, to kill him and he jumped off. So he's sitting there, shish kebab through the ribs, I the think, side, and through the shoulders. Yeah, and he's hanging. The people in the crowd are rough. They're cheering from the fall. Jump, yeah. They're cheering from the fall. Like, they don't, well, they want to. And yeah, I was like, well, that's, that's a rough crowd down there. Well, but they do that with jumpers every all the time, too, because most people don't think they're going to do it. Right, and and I agree with uh, them. I, I don't think, think the, most of them will do well, it. I it's the neighborhood, for help. And well, stuff. I think the neighborhood knows he's the drug yeah. dealer. Right? If, if you're going to do it, you're not going to wait for their big like but, like. Oh, I'm going to wait till all the cameras are here. Then I'm going to do well, it. Well, remember, know? it was like, him. Him. So there were three people that were running that drug place. Mm. It was him, a bigger dude, and then oh. the other girl. The other girl was shot in the head at the door. Yeah, at the door. Then the big yep. dude jumped and he went straight down in the balcony because yeah. he was bigger. And, and he said he broke both his legs. Right, and he goes, I didn't account for his gravity when I saw him jump. How big he is. So when he jumped, he had more of an angle. Yep. Because he talked about uh, saying staying trim and fit and all that stuff, uh-huh. so he did great. it. Yeah. When he so he goes, "Hey man, can you do me a favor, Frank?" He goes, "Can you hold my head up?" 
It's getting kind of heavy. Like, so he puts his hand behind him, he holds his head up, and yep. he's sitting there, and they're showing the sparks with the fireman, and it's shooting out, and they're. And then he starts seeing fireworks. Like fire he goes, Isn't that beautiful, Frank? What a Look beautiful at, city. What a beautiful city we live in, Frank. And it's a. I don't know, I just yep. loved it. I well, loved they, every scene he was in. What's his name? Was Cliff his name? Curtis. Cliff Curtis. I liked him a lot. They did a piss poor job at securing everybody, though, because they didn't secure him right. with a harness. Well, he called him out. Well, I mean, they, did they didn't it. secure him on purpose. I, you know that, what? That I feel was like kinda, that. Cause he, cause Frank looked at the fireman. He goes, you didn't fucking secure him. You didn't secure him. I'm like, you secure him. It didn't seem like they were too worried about securing him. Yeah. No. Cause just Frank like, folded ah. over and they held Frank up. Well, to be Frank honest with you. Him, oh, yeah. Yeah. Up. He grabbed him. And he fell out and they like, they didn't, sh- they didn't show you. I think they were more concerned about getting the body off the spikes and saving the actual body. Well, but you also look uh-huh. at it too, is they were probably told that like, Hey, look, man, we got to cut back on funds for the city this month. And it's a lot cheaper to let them fall. <laughs> I mean, cleanup's a lot cheaper than sitting there and paying for all the medical and stuff. Because I, w- I don't know about you guys, but I was thinking, like, not a single one of those pers- people in that emergency room probably were paying their bills. Especially Noel, right? Like, right. His, no. His, it's Princess Charquette. She goes, I just, they just keep tying him up. And dude. I don't see the reason of tying anybody up. So I just keep letting him go. Oh, my God. And the way he runs. Oh, as soon as he gets God. free, all it's he hilarious. Wants is water. All he wants is water. But so fucking hilarious. Yeah, he, that, the way he, he breaks funny. free, he, when he runs after he breaks free, it's mm. fucking hilarious. And ah uh, fuck, what was it? Oh, I was gonna God. say the so security Cliff- guard in the in in the waiting room there or whatever. Uh, oh yeah, Chris. Yeah, him he and the nurse himself, in the, the triage third. nurse too though. When she's there, every time they walk by, she's talking to somebody. She's like, "Let me get this straight. You went, you try to kill yourself, and then you come here and you want nurse us to patch you up, yeah. whatever, yeah. dude." Like everybody that was there, she had something to say about it. I'm thinking like. She was saying this shit like I feel like I would want to say to them. Well, that's what I I, I asked. So Judd, who's been on this before with us, like he, you know, he's big. He, he goes, he hasn't seen this movie forever. And I go, I go, is this Scorsese's like attempt at making like a like a this comedy? is a Scorsese dark comedy. comedy? It was like, a definitely dark comedy. I feel like it was a comedy. Yeah. So I, I, think, I got that out. I don't keep tying Noel up and keep letting Noel no, go. And no, then that was we know how Noel's life ends. So like it's very dark humor. Well, even Sizemore's character is kind of really fucked up. Well, yes, that's he very was. dark humor shit too. Or well, going back to Ving Rhames when they go to the one place with the person's OD'd, yes. and they go just pump him with Narcan, yeah. and they're like, "Praise the Lord, he's yeah. coming back!" Oh, like, yeah. and then they, everybody's yeah. freaking out yeah. about it and stuff. And definitely dark humor. And then yeah, Tom Sizemore now he's like the violent guy that mm. just. Once he want, he's like, what? What can oh, we do? I need to break something. And he's psychotic. Oh, he's like, very psychotic. Like, Cause that one guy, he's like conspiracy psychotic, right? He's like trying to say like, this guy here is just always faking the shit to get in for us to take. Like he want, he's more worried about Noel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he ends up finding. So Noel and Sizemore's character crosses each other's paths. Noel's oh, character's yep. actor just. He's mentally disabled. He's just hmm. out there destroying vehicles. No, what did they say? He had out. he was shot in the head. Was what it was? Something happened to him. He man. was like friends with uh, Patricia Arquette's brother. Yes, they did cross something the injured. Some, I think it was like a head injury. Yeah, everybody knows. Well, everybody and so they just, took him in, and then he ended up going off the deep end. So he's not well. He is not well. But again, this is about. It's indicative of the system. Like this is what the, the author of the book was probably just dealing with. How much shit he had to deal with for so well, long. But it also depends on who you're listening to, because like, according to Sizemore, everything that Noel was doing was uh, was planned out. Right. You know, the way he was. Well, yeah, he was saying he wasn't crazy. He knows what he's doing. So right, the tr- okay. Probably because Sizemore's a little disconnected. Well, too, trick- he, so he thinks that's normal because he thinks because he thinks Because while normal. he's a little maybe right, exactly. gone. Is what well, they, was- yeah, they ride up on him on Noel, like smashing car windows. So he's like, you distract him. I'm going to run behind him. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's, that's that happened in soccer. Okay. So in soccer, <laughs> when, when I play soccer, um, 
I always go, I'm the third oldest person there still playing soccer. There's one guy, the guy that runs the place, is he plays soccer still, he's older than me. And then there's one old, old guy who's like a doctor, like old, gray-haired, old, skinny dude. Still out there playing, love that he's playing. Oh, that's just to help raise the age group range. <laughs> but there's one game <laughs> that he an played. Average. Now the average is 32. It was 18, but this guy jumped in. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, so I'm okay, I'm in the means. Yeah, right, right. But, uh, he did it just for Sean. He actually, in one game, went behind one of the other players, looked at one of his teammates, like, shh, put his finger over his mouth, crawled behind him, and got down on his hands and knees, so when the guy was backing up, he fell over You never did that him. when you were little? Not as maybe as a little, but I not as that, an adult. I used to do that in middle school to people. Well, they, they did it to me. Who am I kidding? But he ended up getting like red card and banned from there for like a couple games because they have cameras there now. Uh, so then, like the one guy complained, and they're like, "Why did he do that?" Like, so that made me think of that right away when move, I saw actually. this. It is kind of somebody can bust their head, get you hurt, hurt, get, yeah, 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 get hurt really bad there. Yeah. yeah, for some reason I thought it was funny when I was little. I but mean, yeah, people did it to me. But when you're little, you're closer to the earth too, and you're more flexible and can yeah. bounce back. But anyway, though, the uh, Tom Sizemore wants to trip. Leon this way, then Nick Cage doesn't go through Noel. with it, or Noel. Yeah. And then uh, they chase, he chases him in the alley and he's like beating the shit out of him mm-hmm. and stuff. And it just kills, does he kill him? I think he kills him, right? I think Noel dies. No, not in the alley. I think Frank, I thought Noel Frank died. saves him, doesn't okay, he? Okay, does he save him? I, I think he well, brings him back. I thought he stabilized him. Oh, uh, did he? Okay. Because right. he yelled at Sizemore to go get the, the tube and stuff like that because he needed it because, yeah, because he fucked him up pretty bad. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought he did. Um, I thought he stabilized him there, but then, yeah, he... Or maybe, no, he didn't, because that was the whole movie. Or was, was it? The idea is that he hasn't saved anybody for months. Yeah. And the first person he actually saves is Cliff Curtis's character when he's holding him on yeah. the ledge, and then they cut it, and he almost falls. He's like, hey, you saved me. You finally saved somebody for the first time. Uh, and so you kind think of it was in his swing. head that he saved him? Because, like, the old guy, too, I was going to ask you that, too. Did, did he actually feel a pulse? On the old guy that well, the, the old guy. The, so the father, Patricia, he killed her father, father, right? Eventually, he kills he her father. Die. Well, he saved him because he was the, the whole point. Yeah, the start of the movie is they get called for a cardiac arrest on an old guy who's locked mm-hmm. himself in a bathroom, and it's Patricia Arquette's father, and he's like bound and determined because he wants to save somebody, and basically he was brain dead because he was dead for ten minutes, and somehow they get a pulse back on him. Mm-hmm. So he's giving this family false hope. So the whole movie, he's dealing with trying to maybe he's interested in Patricia Arquette. Right, Maybe. he definitely is definitely Very interested, interested in, like beyond creepy, creepy, weird. creepily interested in her. Mm, and I was okay with it. And she's dealing with her stuff. They're dealing with their family stuff. And he's basically feels. I think he feels guilty because he sort of saved the dad, but he knows the dad isn't going to pull through. Mm. The dad ends mm-hmm. up moving his way up into like ICU. But every time he sees him, he's hallucinating and hearing him talk like, "Let me die! Don't revive me!" Blah blah blah. So finally, at the very end, well, maybe after actually, all the stuff, maybe he actually heard him talking in his head though. Well, honestly, from back in the day when this came out, I thought the movie, even the point, there's one point where he hallucinates when he's on drugs and he's like pulling like uh, mm-hmm. bodies out of the ground, like all the oh, ground. Yep, he's at. Yep. I honestly thought the movie was, he was kind of like demented and could see the dead people. Like Sixth Sense or like something? A, something like that. Yeah. That's what I really thought. Or Claude. Which Claude was around that time also. Umbrella Academy. Yes. Yes. Claude? Claude. Uh, no, Klaus. Claude. 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 No, I call Claude. him Claude. He's not Claude. He's Claude in this Claude, movie. Claude, did you come move your hay? Sorry. So yeah, he finally goes. My bad, Klaus. He finally goes to the father that he saved in the beginning of the movie, and he hears him saying like, "Let me go." So he takes the the all the signal. He already comes walking in the room with not the a, pads on yes. his chest. I was gonna say, not a very observant <laughs> nurse to notice that his shirt was unbuttoned and completely untucked. But I mean, I guess that's okay though. I'm yeah, the cage like hooks up her. all the equipment to himself, puts the breathing apparatus in him, so he can just let him die. And then he's like doing his like thing, and then the that's what I was thinking like, how is he gonna? 
like when he passed, like, oh, he's probably going to, like, I don't know. There's no way he could, like, switch everything over fast enough to, you know what I mean? Like, make it look like. Yeah, like hey, you, the way he pulled those off the chest. You know how hard those things are to pull off and then put them back on your. Well, neck? the little no, the pla- the plastic pads that are stuck to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those are. But the t- they but ripped the when they ripped snapping. mine off. My like that was what they did. That's how they woke me up when I had my <laughs> procedure on my heart. Is I was like I I remember when they put the the morphine in my veins. I'm like right away I went. I go oh there it is and I just <laughs> zonked out. I kind of woke up a couple times because I could feel like them inside putting a stent in and like oh. I remember looking up in the giant TV. Inside. <laughs> well, the giant TV screens. Mm-hmm. I was like seeing my heart up there. And I'm like, I'm like okay, and then I kind of just passed out and then I woke up to the doctor. Yeah, I would have passed out too. <laughs> well, the doctor. I'm like, ah, and goes, this is what your heart looked like. This is what it looks like now. I'm like, okay, that's a big. That's, a, that's the weirdest thing watching some of that shit though, or or waking up in the middle of a surgery when you're not supposed to, and hearing them pressing on things and <laughs> things crunching. Mm-hmm. It's weird how shit echoes through your body. Yep. You know, <laughs> it's just fucking weird. Yep. It's so cool, but we, weird. But yeah, so he had those pads. Nick Cage walked in the room with mm, the pads with on the his chest already up. and just took the little adapter things to it. I don't know what they're called, but obviously. And yeah, then, but his uh, heartbeat would have been different. Shouldn't have picked it up. I don't know much about those. I don't know. It if seems they, like even the lag and moving him over would have been should enough, have been but. something to to signal like, hey, something's wrong. But I mean, I, they're just they're overstaffed or understaffed. There it looked like. And then too. at that time, they probably don't have anything that notices that. Like, hey, his heartbeat's different because everyone's heartbeats a little bit different than each other. Like, I'm sure over right the thousands and millions of billions of people that we have. Well, you figure all it has to be is he lets him kind of die naturally. And so then he just can't. moves all the equipment back and goes, oh, I'm trying to resuscitate him. I think you can get away with that a little bit. But uh, then he goes mm-hmm. to the um, Patricia Arquette and basically is like, okay, your father, you know, he's passed. And then uh, he finally falls asleep. He falls asleep once before at her place, but he finally falls asleep again. And that was basically the end of the movie. Um, at the time of this filming, uh, do you know who Nicolas Cage was married to? Um, I would Cage. say Patricia Arquette. Yep, Mrs. Cage <laughs> makes sense. They were married a couple. I years knew he early. married her, so why would? Oh, he well, I mean, if he's going to follow her all over the place, I'm sure. He the married. other day, I looked up everybody he married, like Presley and Patricia yeah. Arquette, and I was like, oh, okay, so yeah. yeah so they for, were technically separated, but they weren't legally separated when they were filming this. But then oh, after this, the end how of awkward? Their, yeah, exactly. She had a, she had a drug habit. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, ultimately, what did you think about this movie? I mean, he he had a couple moments where he does his Nick Cage well, yeah, freak Cage-isms. out. Um, it was okay. I liked it. Um, I liked it more than I thought. I don't, I've never seen this in my whole life, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to see it. I never saw it. Never probably would never have done it if um, we didn't if somebody didn't force me into it. <laughs> um, Honestly, as we've talked about it, I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah, I like that's kind of. Like, I think this is the first time it's happened in a while. I bet you there's a lot of stuff we missed too. It's actually it was actually not bad as far as like when I'm watching it. You know, it was for a, like a 1999 film kind of mm-hmm. thing. As I'm watching it, it's like like oh okay like even the, like the film quality. Type thing, you know. And that's what I thought. I was like, this looks really clear. It was really not Even that Even for it to be bad. a streaming thing, but, I thought but, it looked But it's clean. because it's filmed. It's still filmed oh, at that point. You got to remember everything Everything before a certain point. 35 millimeter, 70 millimeter uh-huh, film. Uh-huh. It makes a big difference. So 35 millimeter would be like 2K and 70 millimeter would be like 4K type thing. Because even like Scorsese, he said he hated filming this movie because everything was at night uh, and mm-hmm. it was in the winter that they filmed it. So it was just a miserable experience. Then he should have done it during the day shift. <laughs> Fucker. But the, uh, <laughs> everybody, I've, I've read a couple of articles about this afterward, you know, after we watched it um just saying like this is one of the ones that is deserving of a reevaluation on his yeah, part yeah so maybe we'll be a little well, they feel like he's it. they feel like he's been screwed over quite a scorsese or oh cage, yeah 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 or cage which one are you talking about right both no scorsese on this because normally all his stuff has been critically loud and this is one that's not it's uh yeah um he's not been uh like this doesn't get the recognition yet 
and they think yeah, that it's you going to. You your little fucking it's on my, square round it's, my, it's on my keys on the little stand over there. Just put it right on the table. I'm going to grab mine. No, it'll fuck his table up. But, uh, yeah, th- there was a lot of, like, oh, and then uh, did you recognize the nurse at the end when he killed the father? And the one nurse came running in to help. It's the woman, uh, Judy Reyes from uh, uh, Scrubs. Scrubs. Okay, oh, I was going to okay. say, I noticed her, her yeah. picture in there. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, so that's where she got her. And then Michael K. Williams, too, was one of the uh, drug deal- uh, drug dealers, I okay. think, at the part with that party. That was, like, his first role. Okay. I think. Uh, I saw, oh, when we kind of, uh, I know I brought it up earlier, but the the security guard, I got, I, the sunglasses. Don't Chris. make me take off my sunglasses. Oh, Gris, Gris, yeah. Don't make me take off my and sunglasses. Don't, don't make Gris take off. He just always was Gris, Gris. <laughs> what was the Grizz from? There's something with a show, a show or a movie where, like, the Grizz. Oh, that's uh, a podcast I listen to. Never sure. mind. Nope, it's a podcast I listen to. Yeah, it didn't, didn't ring a bell, sorry. So, all right. But, yeah, I, I liked it. I mean. I liked it, yeah. It's it. This is one of the uh, quality works of Nick Cage, yes, so it's yeah. a little bit different. It, but it's like mid-career mm-hmm. Nick oh, Cage. Oh, dude, too. he and the makeup they did. Who are the makeup artists to make him look like he was uh, tired all the time? Oh my god, I know, right? Like, well, he's hitting on her, and she's like all fine with this weird, creepy EMS guy with just giant bags around his I know, eyes. He looked like the heroin addict almost. For, like, guess the movie he did right before this one, and the movie he did right after. Um, is this Con, Con Air was like '97. So he did two movies in 99. Prepping the Dead and... Uh, <laughs> 8mm in 99. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So he did this one in 8mm. Those are two dark, dark movies. Damn. I'm not looking forward to doing that What year was he having in 99? No shit. And then divorce. Two, he's divorced. That's why oh. he's sad. And in mm. 2000, he did God of 60 Seconds, Family Man, Bel Air, and Shadows of Vampire, which are actually perkier... Yeah. Right, what's Shadows of Vampire? That's a jokey movie, isn't it? Is he? Produ- I think he produced that one. I don't think he's in it. Oh, not available producer. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. But that's one based on Nosferatu. Okay. Uh, but he did Family Man and Gone in 60 Seconds right after. So, yeah. Hmm, okay. Then hmm. Captain uh, Corelli's Mandolin. Then Christmas Carol. He did two Christmas movies after that. The Family Man and Christmas Carol. But Family Man's like not... It is a Christmas movie, but it's not a Christmas movie. We did that one already, so... Right? Yeah, yeah we, cr- we, we got it crossed off, yes. Yeah. I mean, he went from dark movies to some a little more upbeat movies. That's probably why he did it. Two dark movies in a row. Yeah, same year. Oh, eight millimeter and bringing out the dead. Yeah. That was Again, for his mental health. <laughs> that so, Patricia Arquette breakup must have really uh, put him through something. Yeah, no shit. Ugh. Well, I mean, now eight millimeters written by the guy who wrote seven. Okay, all right. When, did he, when did he meet her though? He, he Ninety-five or six. So I, it was before. Let's see. I'll look. Leaving Las Vegas, kiss of death time. I was like, because in 88, he did Vampire's Yeah, Yeah, so married in 95, officially divorced in 2001, but they were already split up when they were making this movie. And she was also married to Thomas Jane in 2006. Oh, yeah, The Kiss of Death. You're right. What movie did you pick, Jay? Oh, yeah, so the next movie is going to be what, Jay? Um, Do you remember what you said? I don't think what, Jay's a good movie. <laughs> um, he, picked, he was down to two different ones. You didn't see if it was streaming or not. Yes. Yeah, it is streaming, yeah. It is. Um, <laughs> fuck me. Wind talkers. Wind talkers. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, that's it. I knew it was. I knew and it was then one of those. Uh, what IMDb rating? I haven't. I haven't looked oh, at this one either. So. Well, geez, I, I'm going to give it a highest IMDb rating rating yet. I think right. But you said they were shit on this time. Well, this is yeah. This is like a Scorsese movie that doesn't get. It had no award recognition. Almost all of his have some kind of award recognition. That said none. Um, and it goes one through ten, right? Uh huh. Yay! Well, have we done anything higher than six? I think there have been like a couple of six. Like, like sixes. It's one through ten, or is it zero through ten? It's probably zero through ten. I think there's sub. Is there? A, yeah, I think there is. Okay, I was, I'm just curious. Oh, maybe. Yeah, 
I think you can rate zero. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna go. I mean, go ahead, Jay. I, I, I don't want you. I don't want you outbidding me by two. You no, I'll go five point eight. You'll go six. No, I'm. Okay, you want to go no. last this time? Yeah, I'll go last. This okay, time. what do you say, Jerry? Um, I'm gonna go point one higher than whatever Rodney says. <laughs> I'm gonna go six point five. I win. Oh no. Um, six point five higher than higher than anything we've given him so far. I'm gonna say six point eight. I'll let Jay go last. And you hit me by three. Yeah. I, I want to say seven point um, one. I came uh, down from seven point one to six point eight. Yeah, because of mine to screw me. I'll go four point five. <laughs> really, okay. that low? I'm going with what he said, not what I think. Okay. So oh, you're, oh, you're going with what they think? What they think? Yeah. Right. I, I pointed at him. Price Sean, is, but I'm and still a Scorsese yeah. movie. That's where my mind's at. But right. you said they, it wasn't top of the thing, right? No. You said but it was still nothing. A Scorsese movie. No right. award. Blah blah blah. Let's see. I don't know. I should be wrong, but six point eight. I did not look at it. You took mine. You should have said 7.1. That'd be my win on prices right. <laughs> that's just for the record, that's lower than what I would have gave it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. I think this is actually probably one of the one of the better ones. Again, talking about it made me want to watch it again. Yeah, and that doesn't happen that often. So all right. All right any last thoughts? Uh no, let's punch out and uh, go home. I uh, punch out. <laughs> Leave class. What the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, go back to class. Back to class. We're in class. I don't okay. want to go back to class. Okay, back to home. Back We're to done home. with class. Go back to Let's go back. I'm going to work. Let's go hang out in the hallway. <laughs> Thanks for completing this course. For more lessons, follow the Film School Janitors on Instagram and Facebook under Film School Janitors and on Twitter under FS Janitors. Please grade, or I mean, rate and review this podcast where we may have found it. And feel free to email us at filmschooljanitors at gmail.com. Now get back to your studies.